Welcome to the Business Design Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And on our Business Design Podcast, we talk to up-and-coming business owners who are developing the next or future business that should interest you. So... Today we talked to Isabella Johnston, and um, I feel like we held her feet to the fire a little bit, which is fun because um, we only really do that with folks who are really doing it. It's amazing to see how much uh, work she's putting in, it turns out, with the help of a team of interns. Yeah, so Isabella is all about interns and relationships and finding the right match. She's kind of a matchmaker, but let's let her talk to you about that pretty corny joke early on uh that kind of fell flat about you know the only two times you hear intern is in prison and in these like early jobs in a career so listen for that or don't close your ears for that part so here we go here's isabella johnson (laughs) wonderful to chat with you isabella i'm curious kind of right off the bat yeah, what you think about it, I, I've always thought I, I hired interns for a while and treated them as well as I could. But then I realized that the two ways we use the word intern are like you're being interned and also <laughs> you're interning, right? So it's sort of like you're either imprisoned or you're doing this amazing opportunity. So I wanted to start us off on that sort of amusing note. Mm, that's interesting. And I think that circles around the fact, are you paid or are you unpaid? Because even if you're paid, it can be one of those you're in prison because you're not really earning skills. You can be totally there. You're an employee. It's not guaranteeing that it's an intern program. Whereas a real intern program is built around what your major is and what you're going to school for and that career path. It's supposed to put you on a career path. It's such an interesting world. Most often where, you know, we work with a lot of solopreneurs and small business, and we most often hear about interns when people say, oh, I'll just, I'll just get a few interns and I'll get free labor, right? Oh, that uh, whereas, angers me so much. <laughs> and whereas I come out of uh, the academic world where internships were really, really legitimate. And, you, you know, you anticipate that you have to have an outcome and an output from Yes. Know, capstone work and all those things and but curious to hear about that why you know why that sort of chaps your hide a little bit yeah it does well first off i've been in education for 26 years i was a public classroom teacher moved over into higher ed and when i moved into higher ed as an adjunct i began also starting my own business so i have one foot in business and one foot on the other side and so If it is an unpaid internship, there's seven criteria around the Department of Labor's requirements that are serious business, and you'll get in trouble as a business owner if you don't follow them. So my, I'm not a solopreneur. I'm actually an entrepreneur, and I wanted to make that intern experience positive for the employer and the student because, quite frankly, the word intern, I think everybody is an intern in life. Because how quickly does technology change? And my platform is built around finding the right candidate quickly. We have three ways that we actually, in the algorithm, to find the right candidate for the employer. 
We've automated the process to make it better for an employer and also for obviously the student, but we built learning courses around it to help employers do a better job with it because it's really the employer that's supposed to provide a real intern experience. If that's not happening, then what you've got is a volunteer or if you're paying them, an employee that will sit down hopefully and happily Put all of your leads into your CRM, and that is not an internship. So I'm interested in, um, I'm always interested in the business model. So it sounds to me like your, your business model is you match potential interns with the right business. Well, what I'm matching is what I saw in the market. People would ask me, how are you so successful with interns? How do you get them to do what you're asking. And I said, well, I understand from an educational perspective what they need. I understand it from the fact that they're paying a school to take this course for school credit. So they should be getting real skills out of there. And my friend had said, can you scale it? And I said, let me think about that because I'm not scalable. So we created a platform. I say we, it was, it was my idea. I'm a self-founder. But everything that has been built has been done by interns that have been with me on this journey. So from my website to my platform, Berkeley University, I've been working with their brilliant minds over there at Plex Tech Club. From my podcast, which is embraced by Cornell University and WVBR in New York and also Valencia College. And then we also have a game that's about interns that turn into superheroes, which is what I think that students can do is turn into superheroes for the company if they know how to channel that correctly. So we're in a paid pilot to actually be able to show that employers are the ones that need a better way of ensuring that it's a real intern program that they're putting in place. Uh, it's built around peer and reverse mentoring because everybody's a intern in life, honestly. I learn as much from the students that intern with me as they've learned from me. But now I'm replicating that model into the workplace so that employers can do a better job, whether it's an unpaid internship or paid. So our game is on Steam. If you guys are gaming people, let me know. I'll give you some game keys. You can go play it. It's a third-person tower defense. It's for fun. And I'll send you some T-shirts if you give me a, a review. Sounds interesting. Gotta love T-shirts. The, the gaming stuff is not so up my alley, but I, fi I find it fascinating. So yeah. I, I, honing in on things, I think Randy's question is very interesting to me because I'm wondering how you will scale. So I'll, I'll I'm sure yep. we'll bounce. Happy to back answer to him. the scale. Glad you brought me back there to it. Mm. Before that, though, I wanted to ask you the power differential is what where I feel. I almost think back to the office, like the the sitcom, mm -hmm. the right sitcom, where you know they have an intern and it's it's all mm -hmm. just wacky and whatever. Or was that Parks and Recreation? One of them. And it's so over the top. It's, oh, I got to go get coffee or I got to be exploited. If you're the employer, I've got to exploit that labor or I've got to. It's a strange power dynamic, right? Or, you know, you hear mm -hmm. about in D.C. that there's this serious power dynamic between, let's say, a senator and an intern or the president of the United States. Right. So mm -hmm. what what is the power dimension of this and, and how does how does the, the, the student get their power back? 
mm-hmm. and how does the organization empower themselves? Like, what, what mm-hmm. does that look like? I'll answer that question, but I'll go back to Randy's first because I was <laughs> negligent there. So my business model is built around an annual membership for employers. And what I'm matching is an employee to another, a human to a human. So it's like match.com. So I'm not matching a student to a job description. I'm matching a potential intern to another person. We use personality assessments and assessment tools and then the algorithm to make sure that we're giving that employee, somebody that they're going to invest their time in. And there is there are learning modules for the employee to also help them to be able to um, focus on that mentoring aspect. So the scalable side is we've got um, a state organization. I'm going to be having discussions with IBM. So whether it's a big giant company to the small companies, they all need somebody to help them out, especially since COVID. 70 million of, um, 70, not million, sorry, 70% of the internships in the United States are unpaid. And that's a lot of people, usually small to medium-sized businesses. So we focus on that, but that's not where the money would really come from for a majority of the purposes. It's based on one person mentoring another person, maybe two. And that is really where it becomes more scalable in masses and globally, because I actually went to Lisbon, Portugal, to a world summit, a web summit, and that's where I was able to see that the global appeal was big. Of course, yeah. yeah. The English-speaking world, for certain, yeah, really fascinating. Yeah. So on the power side, I am teaching employers how to empower their their own interns as well. So when you look at anything that's been done from our social campaigns to our videos to the podcasts, the game itself, all of those things were done by interns and some mentors with me. And those mentors, what what has really come out, we're doing a study on how powerful working with an, an intern can be for an employee. And it is really opening up their own eyes as an employee as well. We've always been doing it this way. If we work with somebody else that doesn't have that same skill set, we're seeing where we can improve our processes. We're seeing areas where we can improve our customer service because it's actually making everybody get on the same level. So the power is really always, I think, there um, because we realize we're, we're made for relationship. And through that relationship of investing in another person, mentoring, you see peer mentoring happening in the workplace, but the reverse mentoring is where that younger does mentor the uh, whoever it is older than them. And that doesn't have to be too big, honestly. It can be millennial to Gen Z. So it's really amazing what those dynamics begin to look like because we're we're all equal in that area. We all have something to learn. So I really like the, the concept. I really like the way you're putting it together. I will tell you, not every employer is a fit for this. And they, they are asked to politely leave if they cannot embrace that type of mentality. What we're creating are employers for change. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering what's in it for the employer and how do you quantify that for them? Where's their ROI? Ah, yeah, their ROI comes from the fact that 
The algorithm makes the recruiting process faster. And let me also put this out there. You know, I'm in this for world domination, not just on intern because that's, you know, a small niche at the market, but to be able to actually go in and help other employers find their senior level, senior to senior level um, person that's going to work in their company. It, the way that I've designed the platform works for all levels of employment, not just intern to an employee, but it's matching person to person, personality assessments, skill assessments, closing skill gaps that are in there with through team and also, like I said, peer reverse mentoring. We're met, met for relationship. That is really where real learning takes place, but the automations are what they want, employers want. So it recruits faster, saves them money there. The ability to onboard people more quickly saves them money there. And then lastly, the development plans are built around the 360 approach. There's a lot of variables that I put into this to make it be successful. And many times businesses go and buy pieces of those. Oh, I want a 360 evaluation tool. Oh, I want personality tools. But they don't have something that's comprehensive and built into an end-to-end -end system. So this is end-to-end -to, -end to be able to actually help improve a measurable outcomes from processes inside of the business, which is truly saving them money. And then also keeping retention in the workplace because what people, whether you're talking about entry level, mid to senior level, we always wanna be able to give back. And that mentoring is so important in the workplace because it's not about how much money you always make. It is about how you're able to interact with other people. So when you're sort of pitching this to a to a corporation, what's the the simplest way to describe kind of what you do and yeah. what you do differently? Do you have mm. not even yeah. a, not even an elevator pitch, but do you have a five or six word sort of description? Yeah. I sit here and I tell them it's like match.com but making communication smooth. That seems to make them go, well, well, tell me more. As long as I can give them something that's just a few words, like what you're asking for, they want to know how to engage their people, how to retain their people, because we know that our turnover in our companies is always something that's very expensive. And we don't so want to have So it's .com between sort of the recruiting HR department and young people who might be potential employees in the future? So when I'm saying match.com, I'm meaning that the algorithm matches the employee to that potential person that's going to be the uh, intern. So that's that's what makes it different. Yeah. So okay. we match. The psychographic based, matching. Yes. Okay. Yes. We base on job preferences. I would say psychographic mapping, psychographic matching, uh, something but around But you got to use five-year-old simple words because people don't get it. Psychograph. They're going, ah, it depends on who you're talking with in corporate. An HR person, yes. Yeah. So I would say the, the matching is really appealing in terms of the branding for when you're selling this. Are, you're going to folks who are inter who, who really, really want to have intern employees. Is that the kind of problem they're trying to solve? They're trying to figure out how to bring on. It's not just they're trying to create a talent pipeline. That's one of the problems. Okay. The other problem is they want to create more engagement for their own people. 
And in one of my case service. studies, yes, yes. Okay. One of my um, case studies, it's a software development company. They, he said, well, I want five interns to work with one with each one of my engineers so we can actually do a better job of our coding. And it was through that, again, through that process of communicating across generations, sometimes okay. across knowledge, it actually does reveal a lot more areas of how we can improve processes and that end customer experience. So the match.com is, is, is an algorithm where it, what it sounds yeah. like you're doing is more matchmaking. In the beginning, but through the process, the actual onboarding, the assessments, the onboarding and the development plans, that's a part of what's in my platform. That's managing the relationship. Interesting. And making it as automated as possible. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think the, so I'm on the marketing side of things. So it sounds a bit leaky to me. So I would say if you work on anything, I think tightening up the, tightening up the. The messaging. The pitch. It's more yeah. like the pitch. Yeah. I mean, what, so what do you do for a living? Uh, well, uh, let me describe it to you. That's sort of how do you, how do you say that in a different way? Oh, how yeah. would you pitch it to a 16-year-old? How would you pitch it to the CEO if you had a chance to talk to him? So on the website, one of my um, friends, he's a product manager. He said it's intelligent intern management for employers. So they like that. It's nice, but it doesn't. So what you gave me here on the podcast is far more valuable than that. So right. I would caution, caution against pretty words because I think mm -hmm. the what you're offering is 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 almost something that I'm not seeing in the marketplace. You said that there's a gap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If there's a gap in the marketplace, you got to work extra hard to find how to say it to people. Because it's right. it's not like I don't. I've hired interns. I didn't care if I had in, in intelligent management of my interns. But what you're pitching, I would have been really interested in, which is that what I called psychographic matching. I find that fascinating. So, anyway, I just all feedback is good feedback. <laughs> mm. So I I have a couple of thoughts. Um, I'd be wary of talking about 360 reviews in the current climate companies are mm -hmm. moving away from that because you're right they yeah. have discovered it doesn't work and there's a whole mm -hmm. lot of reasons for it not working so mm -hmm. i'd be wary of talking about that um just take the 360 out talk about the review function i will and just so you know i don't use a 360 evaluation tool it's really the employee that is evaluating the student, honestly. But it is a 360 approach to that peer and reverse mentoring. That's really where it's there. But I will make sure I don't use that. Thank you. Yeah, just, just I mean, it's all right to use it, but use it cautiously. No, I um, know you're right. And the other thing I'm, I'm struggling with, and I'm not suggesting you're wrong, I'm suggesting from an employer's point of view, I'm struggling to care. I personally am struggling to care because either an intern fits or an intern doesn't. And I'm being really harsh here in my thinking, but they're disposable. And I wish that wasn't the case, but that is the reality. And they're short term. Yeah. They're going to be an internship for six is weeks. short term. I, I'm not going to, I don't wish to invest any time or effort into the the management of the intern. Are internships only six weeks where you are? Usually they're, you know, three months, 12 weeks. 
But three months is a, you know, it's the same problem. We should say that I think what I think the the devil's advocate position is valuable there, yeah. which is sort of getting into that C-suite mindset. Because mm-hmm. we we had an intern recently who is extraordinary Fabulous. individual yeah. who still works for us a year later. So, um, and allows us to have a more um, diverse view of the world and, and face to the world, mm-hmm. which is really neat mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. So, if you were to sum up, Isabella, sum up kind of the work that you're doing and where you're headed and where you'd love to get some help from folks, uh, what does that look like and where do they find you? So, gosh, what would I need help with? It would be, um, we're actually fundraising right now, so we are in fundraising mode. We're looking for investors that would potentially want to, um, HR is never sexy. Being being part of what is a change of movement, that would be something that's there, uh, investors. The second thing is corporate partners. So one of my advisors is helping me get some sizable prospects in front of me so that I can talk with them. That would be there. The third thing is just uh, share and have people sign up. They can sign up for free on the website. Uh, right now, students have free membership. Schools have free membership. Mm-hmm. We have packages we oh, can wow. send to them. So we don't charge schools. Students shouldn't have to pay for this. It's employers. So the more employers... That's a differentiator too, because the other services out there I know of are getting subscriptions. Yeah, they sell to the, the schools. And I won't mm-hmm. sell to a school. Schools already have enough on their budgets. So what they want is the data that comes out of it and where are students finding internships. So they want that. And we're happy to share that. Um, just sharing the word, honestly. Where can folks find you? At internpursuit.tech.tech, and that's I-N-T-E-R-N-P-U-R-S-U-I-T. Uh, because some people don't know how to always spell intern. They may speak multiple languages, so I'll spell it. We're on every social channel. We have the Interim Whisper podcast. It's on three live radio stations, 16 podcasts. It is heard globally, and they can find us on our YouTube page and also on our Facebook page for videos. And we're getting some pretty cool guests coming on. Samsung, we've had a gentleman last week who has 20,000 followers on LinkedIn, and he's in the broadcasting industry and another gentleman from Australia coming in with 50 million followers. I can't even imagine that, but that's like crazy good. And he's, I hope they're not, I hope they're not following him down the road because that could be disastrous. Yeah, it could be, but they are not (laughs) (laughs) really interesting people. And we talk about the future of work so we can share that with people. What is, what are the jobs? What are the industries going to look like in 2030? How should we be prepared? We don't prepare for jobs now. We prepare for jobs tomorrow. Well, that's a really good spot to finish. We don't prepare for jobs now. We prepare for jobs tomorrow. Yeah. So thank you, Isabella. That was awesome. Love that. Great learning about uh, intern pursuit. It's kind of sounds like a game. So, yeah, pretty cool name. Thank you very much. Maybe you guys could be a guest on my show sometime. Yeah. Sure, anytime. Yeah, send me your last names or connect with me on LinkedIn. We will do that. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Isabella. Bye-bye. 
Well, thank you again, Isabella. You have opened my eyes in many ways to the challenges faced by interns and the challenges faced by employers who seek to find the right intern. It was neat that you really, you went down some great rabbit holes with us um, talking about power differential and all that stuff. So appreciate you really hanging with us and uh, hopefully folks listening in will help her out in this journey to, to really changing the way things are. And if you've got your own projects and, and your journey going on, you can come visit us at thoughtpartnergroup.com. We've got a little button at the top right corner of the page and you can click on it and spend a minute thinking and musing and sending us a note. And we'll actually spend a minute and send you a note back. Just like that. Boom. But seriously if now, you, Seriously. Seriously. We're going to get serious for a minute because Kent said, and if you, and that's going to be really serious. So I didn't tell them to F you. Oh, oh if you, you. I get if it. If you. If you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be careful around that word. So uh, if you'd like to hear our next podcast, uh, if you would like to, please hit the subscribe button and we'd love to talk with you tomorrow, the next day, and every day until the rest of your journey, life. Yeah, but you only have to do that if you get value out of these podcasts and are enjoying them. So if you don't enjoy them, we're sorry. Yeah.